attention, please. This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive 3 until 6 p.m. weekdays on the Sports Hub. I love it. It's brilliant. It's a big week for college baseball. We have the regionals this weekend. I love college baseball. I love the NCAA tournament. And there are two sites in the state of North Carolina hosting regionals this weekend. There's the Chapel Hill Regional. North Carolina is going to be at the same place as Mark Scaff in his final year with UNC Wilmington. The Seahawks are the number three seed in their bracket going to Chapel Hill. But that's not the spot to be this weekend. Assuredly, I can tell you, the best place to be in the state of North Carolina this weekend has to be my old stomping grounds, Eastern North Carolina and specifically Greenville, as East Carolina is hosting a regional for the second consecutive year. But it's not just about ECU hosting a regional and Greenville being a fun place to watch a baseball game. NC State's going to be there too, and so is Campbell. Which means you got competitive baseball. Quinnipiac is the four seed. They have some rich, eh, they have a relatively rich baseball history. Quinnipiac making the baseball tournament a handful of times. I don't know if they've ever been to Omaha, but neither has East Carolina. I'm here to tell you, every single one of those games, Des, they are going to sell out in Greenville. Like, they have a thing called the jungle in Greenville. Pirate fans know exactly what I'm talking about, where... Fans beyond the outfield wall hang out on like this small little hill and they go three or four, maybe even five or six rows deep away from the fence watching from the outfield. And I think this year they they allowed it so you can drink out there too. Oh, no. So there's the parking lot and then you can walk into the jungle, they call it. And outfielders, there are major leaguers right now who I've talked to, who said that, oh, wait, you, you were at East Carolina? You, your fans were crazy. Your fans were nuts. The, the, that crew in the outfield, the jungle, my God. They will heckle you the entire game. It is, it is an electric, hostile, home field environment that they have. And you rarely see that in college baseball. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Let me make sure I heard you correctly. You, yeah. could, you couldn't drink in there before? Yes. And now they're going to allow it for this regional? Oh, no, no, no. This or they're year. Thinking about, oh, this this year? This year they've been able to. It's, oh, it's okay. a new thing. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the uh, the ability of East Carolina citizens to and students to uh, throw one back here and there. They're, yes. they're pretty well known they're, for doing that sort of, of thing. They're kind of known for that. And I I think, I mean, I have an East Carolina degree. I think in order to get that degree, I had to like do an Edward 40 hands type situation where you have two forties and have to finish it. Edward 40 hands. I'm like learning so much today. You've never heard of Edward 40 hands. (laughs) No, he used to call it double fisting. You would tape, you have to tape your hand to a 40 (laughs) as if your Edward scissor hands, but instead you have forties. See, this is. East Carolina Greenville nomenclature. I'm teaching wow. you here, right? Yeah, we used to call it double fisting. We just you'd, we'd you know, play the fist. old N64 and play Cario Mart. You know what that is? <laughs> uh, no, I do, but I don't. I right, think I it's know. it's where you have to finish a drink, a beer, by the end of the race. Except you can't be driving 
I mean, drinking and driving is illegal, so you have to have your car parked, whether you're Yoshi or Peach. I feel like I've played that before, and right. I've played it in Greenville. You have to you have to have the car parked, and it, there's a lot of strategy in it. Do, do you just chug right off the jump, or do you wait till something bad happens to you where you get hit by a shell or, or get, like, lightning zapped before you start drinking, or do you go one lap drink, go next lap drink, and then, or maybe finish, go to the very end of the race and stop right before the finish line and just chug it. Oh, that's that's dangerous. I would drink early, like right. at the very beginning, that and try to like get some much out. That seems like a good strategy. Yeah. That's the best way to go about it. If yeah. anyone has good Mario Kart strategies, 336-777-1600 or on Twitter at Sports Up Triad. This is probably why, because I had lots of friends that went to school Oh, yeah, by the way, you had, you had to be good at Cario Mart in order to graduate, too. That was part of the... <laughs> Course. I, I was just I was just thinking back all all the times we went to East Carolina to party or visit friends down there. I don't remember the drive home <laughs> any of the times. Like I, I seriously, it's, a, I'm it's not one of my around. favorite drives in the state. I'm willing to do this game too. Figure out what the best drive in the state is since we are on the drive. Hmm. I love drive. I love 264 in Eastern North Carolina. Now, I, I like it more long. than I know what the worst one is. It's I-85 going into Charlotte. That's the worst Ugh. drive in the state. Especially if you go like anywhere from like the beltway, 2, 3 o'clock. The Beltway in Raleigh isn't bad. I have no issue with the Beltway. But I like the pretty drive on 40 between Raleigh to get to Greensboro and Winston. I like that drive. But I, I'm partial. I'm biased. 264 going out east. My favorite drive. It's it's very scenic. It's It's very green. And there's a lot of good stops along the way. Yeah, going from here to Charlotte for like a Hornets game or a Panthers game can be mind-boggling, just painful once you get out of, well, really, once you get to the the north side of Concord, that's when it starts to build up. Well, well don't you remember, we, we went to the, or I went to the Monday night football game, the Saints, it was an 8.30 kick. Yeah. So I left here at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When do you think I arrived for that game? Oh, it is a Monday, it's drive time, or it's rush hour traffic. It's game day traffic. It's I-85. Did you get ice cream? Hour night? and a half to get to Charlotte. Oh, of course. Before, before kickoff? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Time I mean, do... there's an ice cream machine like 20 feet away from the seats. <laughs> yeah, I had the ice cream. I want to say you told us. I think you got there like at 8, 8.15. I walked into that press box at 7.30. Oh, that's not bad at all. Well, it's usually, I mean, again, it's usually an hour and a half drive. Yeah. I got there in an hour and 15 minutes. There were no tra- There was no traffic. Lucky. On Monday afternoon? Yeah, super lucky. <laughs> rush hour and also game day. Yeah. Man. Nothing. That's the worst. That, especially where the Panther Stadium is located because you got to get off 85 and get on 77 and, and like they haven't quite figured out what to do with the construction there, how to make it look right so it, lanes disappear and then they magically appear. It's it's a mess. Circling it back to Greenville and college baseball. There isn't a place in the country an Omaha appearance would mean more than to East Carolina and to Pirate fans. And I'm not just saying that because I went there. How about this stat? This is either the 30th or the 31st regional appearance in the history of East Carolina baseball. ECU is the highest ranked North Carolina team this year. Higher ranked than State, which did not host. Not one of the top 16 seeds to host. North Carolina was the 14th overall seed. ECU was 10th. It would mean more than any other team in the country because there is not a team in America, no college baseball program, who has been to more regionals without a trip to the College World Series than East Carolina. 
They've been to 30 or 31. I forget what this year makes it, but there is no other program who's been to as many regionals than East Carolina has without going to Omaha. They've gotten close. 2009, they ran it to North Carolina. And North Carolina, they were loaded that year. They had Adam Warren, and they had, I think, Matt Harvey. That was his final year with with uh, North Carolina. That that team was just loaded with guys. And East Carolina lost out. But it would just mean a lot. And I know there aren't many other places around here. You'll find great college baseball programs. Mike Fox at UNC, Elliot Avent at NC State, and what we've seen here at Wake Forest and Duke, certainly worth applauding as well. Duke making the NCAA field of 64-2. But there, I'm convinced there isn't a stronger baseball following among fans than with what we've seen from East Carolina. Granted, they don't have strong basketball over there. So you have football and you have baseball. It's it's a strange dynamic that's truly unique. Let's go to Gus in Winston-Salem, who has what he believes to be the best drive in the state of North Carolina. Gus, you're on the drive. Give me the best drive in the state. So a cu- couple different options to consider. One is uh, heading on 64 East and uh, going towards South Raleigh instead of staying on I-40 and all that traffic, Ooh, driving over point. Jordan Lake. The other is... Uh, Anywhere south of Wilmington on Highway 17 because you can smell the ocean from there. Yes. I just want to throw those out for a consideration. Highway 17, I forgot about. Thank you, guys. That's a great one. That, that's an excellent choice. How do you feel about 95? Um, well, I'm not a fan of 95 because I know where that heads. It's, it's Virginia, and it's going to uh, the DMV. I was born in Baltimore. I, I I never enjoyed my drives on 95. I'm only going Hi- south. Hi- Highway 17. Wow, that's a great one because I, I have my in laws live in Wilmington, and we'll go there, and then go down 17 to go to like Myrtle or like Cherry Grove or whatever. So you're 64 going down out of Raleigh. I mean, I've seen traffic there before. It's not as much as he mentioned, but I would say 264, Highway 17, and 40 heading towards the Triad. Those are the three top three I've heard so far. Yeah, those are pretty good. All very good drives within the state of North Carolina. So we're taking those submissions, and you could tweet us at Sports Hub Triad. On top of that, we're also talking about the best headbanded players in the NBA, and we're doing foul ball stories today, too, in the baseball light of things. There was a guy who allowed for his girlfriend to get drilled by a foul ball yesterday. Screened her and then stepped out of the way and was crushed on the TV broadcast, and rightfully so, stepping out of the way. So this is one of the few days a year we just field foul ball stories because everybody seems to have those. So those are welcome to at 336-777-1600. Let's go to Chris in Burlington, though, for another good drive in the state of North Carolina. Chris, what are you nominating? I am nominating, uh, it's actually a backcountry way that my mom used to take to take us to Myrtle Beach, but you go down 87 southbound and cut down over like 15501, 501 to 1, and you end up basically coming out in the middle of nowhere, and then you end up beside uh, Scotland County High School. Oh. I mean, you're just out in the open fields everywhere, it's beautiful, and then you just see this huge... I mean, for a high school, to me, I went to a little high school, but to see a stadium like that, I mean, it was just, 
it was awesome, and I'll never forget it. I mean, stopping at the store to get, like, bowl of peanuts or a hot dog on the way, it made the view that much better. When when you thank, – thank you for the phone call. When you're considering getting off somewhere, what what's usually the deciding factor? Is Are you looking for specific restaurants, or are you looking for something that has somewhere interesting, unique that you could stop for? If they still have pay phones, it's too sketchy to stop. That's – that's a good way to think about it. Fifteen five zero one. I know the route he was talking about too. It's the way we used to go down to Myrtle Beach. Like you, it's I, I think you take. That's the way I go to Myrtle Beach too. Yeah, yeah. and there's many different places where you don't have cell reception. Uh, there's that, a Piggly that, Wiggly along the route that everybody knows oh, about. Don't get me started. About, don't get there. me started about Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> I think I have time to tell this story. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Piggly Wiggly got really mad at me. <laughs> what? Piggly Wiggly. See, here's the thing. Uh, they asked me to do some of their radio advertisements to like cut like a commercial, read some things about them. But every single time, I'm talking about five or six times, they would come back to me saying, everything sounds great, except you, you, you keep saying the name of our place wrong. You keep saying the, 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 the name of the place wrong. I'm like, Piggly Wiggly. No, it's Piggly Wiggly. I'm like, that's just what I said. Uh, Piggly Wiggly. No, 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 stop, stop it. Piggly Wiggly? No! Piggly Wiggly! Piggly Wiggly. There's an L in the Piggly. Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. So, they thought I was being (laughs) condescending, insulting, when, in order to say it right, I had to, like, do a little bit more of a southern drawl. I don't think you could say the name of that place correctly without the southern drawl. Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Because I always enunciate as a broadcaster, and I always say, Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. And that's not it. But it's literally the same thing. No, but it isn't. <laughs> Piggly They pig, made sure. Piggly Wiggly. They made that clear. It was not the same thing, Des. Piggly Wiggly, not the same as Piggly Wiggly. What is it? It's, it does sound like you're kind of drawn on like some kind of like old. Come on down, Piggly Wiggly. Like a Confederate general <laughs> or somebody. Let's all meet down to the uh, Piggly Wiggly and get some pulled pork. I'm sure they love us attaching that to them. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'll give you my NBA Finals pick and a good Finals value bet next on The Drive. This is The Sports Hub. Are you ready? At AM 600, AM 920. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham. Yes, the NBA Finals are almost here. Tomorrow night, it'll be the Raptors hosting the Golden State Warriors. The new radio voice of the Charlotte Hornets, John Fokey, now with us to talk all things NBA. But before we get to the Hornets and before we even get to the Finals, give me a timeline of your move right now as you try to make your way from Minnesota to our great state of North Carolina, John. Well, I am surrounded by a bunch of boxes. We are <laughs> right in the midst of packing. It's getting close. Um, I'm actually going to head out on Friday, and then my wife and our, our dog will follow in about a month. We've got um, an apartment here that we're, we're working through the lease on, so that'll be up in July. So I'll be making my way down Friday and uh, should be there by Sunday. It's a pretty good haul. So uh, we are <laughs> just, you know, packing like crazy and trying to get out in front of this as much as we can and, you know, be down there ready to start work on Monday. In your opinion, John, 
without Kevin Durant on the floor, who is out game one, and we're trying to figure out if he's going to be able to play game two, if he's going to be able to travel with the team, game two isn't until Sunday night. How small do you believe the gap to be between Golden State and Toronto, again, if KD's not out there? Well, I think it's going to be really fun to see just exactly how small that gap is. Um, you know, the one thing when you look at, even without Durant, I mean, you've got Curry, you've got Thompson, and really the guy who's maybe playing the best out of all of them right now is Draymond Green. And, you know, then you flip the, you know, flip the ledger over and take a look at Kawhi and the level that he's playing at. And then Kyle Lowry's, you know, been up and down. I really like uh, the bench and role players of Toronto, but, you know, just in terms of, of star power and talent, I think that uh, certainly the depth factor of those, you know, top-heavy players goes to Golden State. And, you know, the other thing, too, is the experience of being in uh, the number of finals, the number of big games, you know, playing with Durant, playing without Durant, the adversity that they've, they've gone through. Uh, I, I think you give an edge to Golden State, but I, I don't know that you can say, you know, this is going to be a four-game sweep. Uh, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion just because, Josh, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that, you know, Golden State has just been so up and down. And, you know, in that last series against Portland, uh, Steph Curry played unbelievably good. Now, you know, now that they've had nine days off by the time the finals get started, will he cool off? Um, you know, is he due for kind of one of those those valleys to go along with the peaks that we've seen? And, you know, Golden State, just in general, you've seen them beat the best teams. You've seen them sweep Portland. Uh, but we've also seen, at least during the regular season, and I think you could say through this playoffs, you know, some some losses that leave you scratching your head. So I would give the edge. I would say that, the you know, the gap goes towards Golden State, but I don't think it's as wide as maybe it would have been a few years ago. In what ways, schematically, spacing-wise, just the manner in which they play, is Golden State more different, most different as a team when KD's not on the floor? Well, I think it's the ball movement, and then you're right about the spacing. And then just, you know, I <laughs> go back to that Portland series, and I don't know about you, but watching Draymond Green in that series was incredible. I mean, taking a rebound off the glass, just his, his initial push into the teeth of the defense and how deep he could get on that, you know, transition penetration, and then that just draws everybody to him. And it's a kick out to the wing and, you know, a couple passes, and all of a sudden you've got Curry or Thompson or somebody stepping in to, uh, to a good-looking three or, you know, wherever they, they end up getting the ball. But I just thought his impact was so good, um, you know, with the ball in his hands, running the break, and just constantly forcing the issue. I mean, the speed that he played at, I, I just don't know that, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today with Toronto, like, yes, um, you know, they're going to have matchup problems. The the Warriors are going to have matchup problems with Toronto because of some of their size and just how good Marcus All is. But at the same time, if Golden State wants to go small, I think that's going to be a challenge for Toronto. You know, who – who can stick with green if they if they elect to go small and, and you try to go big and it doesn't work out. So I, I think he's right now, and everyone's talking about Curry and uh, Kawhi, but I, I really feel like coming out of that Portland series and the way that Draymond's playing, that he's one of those guys who could be a, a huge X factor or maybe the biggest factor in this series if he plays like he did last series. You won't find a bigger Draymond Green fan than me. When you acknowledge the fact that he is a wrestling <laughs> character, that is what he is. A guy who doesn't mind literally waving at somebody who just fouled out of the game and acting like a cheerleader on the floor when somebody gets thrown out at the end of game one of the finals like last year or paying for a reporter's flight 
to game one, games one and two of the finals because he felt like that reporter was good luck. He said so in a post-game press conference after they completed the sweep of Portland. Draymond Green's that guy, also the person who will go at a 14-year-old, LeBron's son and Bronny on Instagram, because, you know, <laughs> they got to learn very early on John Fokey. John Fokey is the radio play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Hornets, the new voice of the Hornets on radio. You can follow him on Twitter at JWFokey, F-O-C-K-E. Looking at the Hornets, when it comes to Kimba Walker, who is eligible for the Supermax because he's third-team All-NBA, is this even a decision for the Hornets when it comes to whether uh, they should offer him the Super Is it just a done deal? He's the best player in franchise history. It's a no-brainer to offer him that. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll find that out. Um, I'm not sure what, you know, Mitch Kupchak and the front office have uh, kind of laid out. I know, you know, at the end of the season, they talked about, you know, doing everything in their power to bring Kemba back. And, uh, you know, obviously, congratulations to Kemba on an incredible season and, and making that all-NBA list. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible honor. And, and certainly, you know, you go over the numbers of what he did last year. I guess it remains to be seen. I think there's so many factors, you know, now, uh, that the draft lottery has happened because last time you and I chatted, it was before the draft lottery. So you know, you know what pick you've got, and you can start kind of working around, uh, you know, formulating conversations with other teams about, hey, can we move the pick in this guy? Can we do this and that? As you try to, you know, build around Kemba, if you know, planning for him coming back and so on. So I think it's just it's so hard to sit here and say this is what they should definitively do. This is what they should not do. This is um, just because of there are all those factors in play um, as to you know what you're learning from other teams, what you're learning from from Kemba and everything like that. So um, I think it's going to be you know an interesting couple of weeks as we make our way towards the draft and you know those conversations um, that, that front offices will be having about uh, what to do about picks and so on. And then of course uh, once free agency hits uh, July 1st. You know what the offer is to Kemba. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how the Hornets play that, and and I think you'll learn kind of what the what the plan is around that uh, once we get to that point. So you know, certainly uh, tremendous honor for Kemba. It was awesome to see him uh, nab one of those All NBA spots, and again, just a overall a tremendous season for him. John Fokey is the new radio voice of the Charlotte Hornets. When it comes to journalism in the way of polling and statistics, uh, just important stuff that you need to follow. 538 is probably the best place to go when you're talking about gaining important information and following trends. Earlier today, they addressed a very important subject, and that is NBA headbands making a return (laughs) where you have apparently, according to 538, twice as many players this year wore a headband than the year before, and you have twice as many players in the playoffs wearing headbands starting games than the previous season, too. Nike, apparently, as a result, has seen their headband stock or headband sales go up 50% from the year that preceded this. It's it's quite a trend. Wilt Chamberlain trailblazed the headband in the 60s and the 70s, and then AI and LeBron bought it back, uh, brought it back, and it's fallen off. For a few years since LeBron lost it in 2013 or 14. Is John Fokey a fan of the headband? I wore one when I played, uh, when I last played, um, you know, at, at any level. When I was a senior in high school, I did wear one. Um, my hair was a little long, so it, it came in handy. But 
Uh, I am total pro headband. I, I think they're great. I think it's a great accessory. Um, you know, Mitch Hedberg, the uh, the the comedian, uh, had a great line once where he talked about cranium accessories, and I'm all bored. I'm all about cranium accessories. So I also love. I don't know if you guys uh, have noticed this throughout the season, but there's not just headbands. But you think about uh, Drew Holiday wore one of these, and. Uh, Jimmy Butler and some of the guys on the Sixers did at different points as well. Those like karate kid headbands. Yes. Where it's not just the old school sweatband, but you get like the, the tie in the back and everything, sort of the Rambo headband. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of those as well. So, you know, I, hey, congrats to uh, Nike for diversifying the headband game and the players getting on board. <laughs> and, you know, it might be time. I've bought stock like figuratively in headbands for years, but. <laughs> After uh, what you're telling me here, it might be time to buy stock literally in headbands with Nike. Here are my power rankings. My top five basketball accessories ranked. You let me know if you disagree with any of these and the placement of them, John. Number five, rec specs. Number four, (laughs) compression leggings. Number three, knee-high socks. Number two, the headband. And number one, the shooting sleeve. Uh, you know what? I would uh, I would have to say jumping to number one, and this is only because it was really ridiculous. And you know, growing up a, a Timberwolves fan and watching Kevin Garnett day in and day out, uh, this was one that we attempted to replicate, but never very well. And it was the sweatband for the finger. Oh, you stop like, it! He had one on his finger. Stop it! And it had like twenty one on it. And so we tried everything, buying those little finger gloves and, like, cutting them out until it just slid over the one finger. Uh, it, it never worked out. It never looked as cool as KG made it. But I think you got to put the finger sweatbands on there at some point. And, and for me, that would knock out uh, the compression leggings because, um, you know, I just feel like those, are, uh, th- those have come and gone. Every, everybody wears them now. It's pretty much just part of the uniform. So, I would knock those out and get the finger finger sweatbands on there. John, that's blasphemous. That that is blasphemous. <laughs> I mean, you you sound like a kook. You know that, right? You sound like a kook. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate you spending time with us. Good luck on the travel. We'll certainly be chatting with you sometime soon. Thanks for doing this. All right, sounds good. Take care, guys. You got it. That's John Fokey on Twitter at JW Fokey. F-O-C-K-E. You can find John Fokey on Twitter, the new voice of your Charlotte Hornets. Coming up, the place to be in the state of North Carolina this weekend. This is the Sports Hub. You're on the drive. I love talking and conversing with you. You're on the drive with Josh Graham, the The Sports Sports Hub. Hub at AM 600, AM 920. So we're playing a couple of games here on a Wednesday afternoon. 538 put out a story saying that the NBA headband is back. That there are twice as many starters in the league today wearing the headband than even wore it a little over a year ago. So we're talking about the best players who wore headbands in their career. We were talking about the best drives in the state of North Carolina since ECU 
is hosting a regional this weekend, and I think that's going to be the biggest party in the state of North Carolina this weekend with NC State and Campbell being in Greenville and baseball mattering so much over there. 264, I believe that to be the best drive in the state of North Carolina. We put up a poll on Twitter that you can vote on at Sports Hub Triad and on my personal page at Josh Graham Radio. U.S. 264 in Eastern North Carolina right now leading that poll. And there's 150 or so votes right now, but we've only had it up for 15 minutes or so. So still very early on in the polling. 37% say 264. 29% say other and the other two categories we threw in there or the other two options, Highway 17 in Wilmington and Highway 15501 if you're in Chapel Hill, Durham area, and you're also trying to go south, say to Myrtle Beach. So if you have other great drives to bring up, I'm getting a lot of Blue Ridge Parkway. Does that count as a highway, though? Highway drives. I'm not talking about your favorite country drive on a back road here. Highway drives in the state. Does the Blue Ridge Parkway count, Desmond Johnson? I want to say yes because it's an actual state highway uh, for most of it. I'm trying to find where it is. Folks in Boone are getting mad at me because I didn't include 421 from Winston to Boone. But you can chime in, 336-777-1600. And the last thing we're talking about here, foul ball stories too. And here's the reason why we're doing this. Last night I was flipping through, saw the Braves-Astros game on, and there was a blistering foul ball hit down the third baseline that just absolutely smoked this girl. And I was worried for her at first. Oh, no. Hopefully she didn't break anything, but she just seemed fine. She was grabbing her arm. Uh, Ouch, that hurt, all that. But then the replay showed that this guy just dived out of the way. Clearly it was his girlfriend. He dived out of the way, and the broadcasters did not let him off the hook. Oh, my. You got to be kidding me. He's dead. Yeah, so Chivalry's dead. This guy owes her a steak dinner. The broadcasters aren't pulling any punches. And it gets better because <laughs> it must be a slow game of sorts. They they sent their television reporter down there to talk to this guy, who, by the way, I don't know this person. He just looks like he's the worst. He's got a camo backwards cap, a, a flat bill backwards cap on, and the camo doesn't help. And also... It's not only backwards, it's to the side. It's backwards and to the side, like this is 2004, and you're in a 50 Cent or a Limp Biscuit music video. Wow. That's what it is. <laughs> wow. Right? That's what he looks like. And I just guessed that his name would be a Chad or a Bo, and it turns out, as you're about to hear in this interview that this guy probably should not agree to, we were pretty spot on. Sarah and Bo. We're going to call him Bo the Baylor because he bailed on Sarah. Sarah, you knew the ball was coming your way, you told me, when you got these seats. Where was, you, where was your boyfriend here? You know, as soon as I got here and I saw where we were sitting, I was like, baby, I'm going to get hit. 
and he was like, no, no, you're not. I'll catch it if you do. I, like, I promise. We just had this conversation. And then sure enough, the ball comes at me, and I go, baby. And he just failed. What I happened, mean, Bo? That, not great. I mean, we saw it on video. He just did everything he could do to get away from his girlfriend who's about to get pegged with this baseball. Sorry, baby. This is this is it for you, but I'm not I'm not going out this way. And then sure enough, the ball comes at me and I go, baby. And- yeah, yeah. And she gets hit with the ball, and apparently they had the discussion that, hey man, we're exposed in these seats. I'm I'm not gonna get hit right. No, no, baby, you're good. You're good. So let's hear the guy's explanation. Let's hear let's hear Bo's explanation. What happened, Bo? You did. You you just left her. She got she's got the seam marks on her elbow to prove it, ah. and you were nowhere to be found. The, the ball was coming, and I was I was gonna catch it, but then it was in the lights, and I lost track of it. So I just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you that voice. I mean, didn't you picture him sounding that way? Does he have a goatee too? Does he have a goatee situation? Actually, I think he did have a goatee, and he had those like. Um, oh yes, those, he does. I see him. Shades. Now. What were those shades called? The ones backwards, that kind of wrap around your head. Backwards camo hat shades. Like the Oakley glasses. at night, and it's a backwards thing. And he has again. He looks like he's getting ready to be a lead singer for like he's going to replace whoever's the lead singer for Limp Biscuit. That's what he looks like, and he sounds like it too. And here's the thing: you you lost it in the lights. Oh, really? That's what happened here? You lost it in the lights. You have shades and you have a hat. How do you lose it in the lights? Oh, wait. You got it on your hat and your hat's backwards? Douche. He, he kind of looks like the he's guy. He's a bleeping douche. He's That's like, what he is. He's like the guy from like the 90s teen movies that would like challenge the nerd to like a ski race and like put his girlfriend <laughs> up for the bet or something like that. And like he would lose. No. He seems like that. He... he He's Chris Evans's character and not another teen movie. Dumb, <laughs> dumb jock, backwards cap. But no, believe it or not, it continues to get worse for for our buddy Bo. Oh, caught in the lights. All right, I got some sunglasses for you, Bo. There for the next one. But you know, when you lose it next time, you should go toward your girlfriend, protect her. Don't go the other Woo! way, like a little chicken. Woo! Uh, oh, but, but you did get the ball. <laughs> yes, sir. Wait. Like like a little chicken. That's so much going on here on this last bit. Like like a chicken. I mean, <laughs> let, let's let's play it out. Maybe maybe he can recover here. Oh, oh caught in the lights. All right, I got some sunglasses for you, Bo. There for the next one. But you know, when you lose it next time, you should go toward your girlfriend, protect her. Don't go the other way, like a little chicken. Whew. Uh, all right, but, but you did get the ball. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, hold up. He 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 called the lady. Isolate that. Did he say yes, sir, to a lady? Uh, all right, yeah. But you did get the ball. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir! Maybe I guess so. No. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. Actually, Aaron's saying, what now? You, th- it, you think he said, I guess so. Maybe I guess so, yeah. Oh, all right, all right, hold on. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And as much as I want to give him the benefit of the doubt... Why the hell do you have that baseball in your hand? Exactly. Why are you the one carrying that ball? Your girl got drilled. You're doing a TV interview, and you're holding the baseball, and it's under review what you said at the end, but you might have just said to a lady, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. He definitely didn't say it with his chest, whatever he said. Yeah, he was like, ah, a, he was, like a whimper. Yeah. This, how many Wait, guys? the guy who dived out of the way from a baseball <laughs> is a coward? Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's defeated. <laughs> I mean, this relationship's over because you know we're talking about it here. But on top of it, you think 
homegirl's friends oh my gosh. are going to bring this up. And how about the parents? Or Twitter. You know there's I one. Mean, what do you think daddy's saying there? Wait, you 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 said you're going to protect my girl, but on national TV, you can drill by a ball. And then when it happens, you don't take ownership of it? You just say you lost it in the lights? In most I can't give you my blessing. I can't do it. There's one friend that's just never on your side. Right. So from the start, there was one friend that's like, I don't know about this guy, Bo. I don't like him. I just don't like him. She's got all the ammo she'll ever need now. And you know she's never going to forget this. Even if she forgives him and they move on, they get married, have kids... This is the thing she pulls out of her pocket every Saturday afternoon when she wants him to do something and he don't want to do it. She's going to bring this up. It's bad. It's real bad. I think my elbow hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lifting but this. No, I just, I there, was, there was two things I was seeing on social media yesterday. It was this, and I saw the something from America's Got Talent where this it's it's a um, I think it's a blind autistic kid who was singing. Incredibly well. I just watched that. Was that worth my time? Because I I skimmed past it. I didn't look at it. There's a reason why it's trending. Okay, I'll look at it. It's it's worth your time. Hmm. I'm usually skeptical of such things. Not so much here. It's it's great stuff. Um, we have a top ten list to do. Top ten reptiles. How you feeling about it? A little later than normal. Kind of got us off our game. Oh yeah, no, it's it's prime time, baby. Hmm. I don't know. Like again, in honor of the Raptors being in the NBA Finals for the first time ever. I don't know where you're going. Top. 10 reptiles, and it's next. Okay, here we go. This is the Sports Hub at AM 600, AM 920. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham. I wonder what it is you guys imagine I do all day. So I usually arrive here around 9.30, 10 o'clock, and I start preparing the show. And today, for work, as you guys are probably getting off work, I sat around and started coming up with reptile names for athletes. Or athlete names that could connote to reptile names for this top 10 list in honor of the Raptors being in the NBA Finals. It is my top 10 reptiles. I believe this to be one of the three most popular segments we do each week. Like this segment here. Like Take It to the House is pretty popular. Let's Get Crazy, a popular segment that we usually do on Mondays. I mean, the baseball segment with Darren's Always Money, Joe Wilde, the movie calls. There's a lot of reoccurring bits that we do on this show. I find this one always to get a lot of interaction from people. And... You can send in on Twitter your submissions, top 10 raptors, or no, reptiles, since a raptor is a reptile, at Sports Hub Triad. You guys are looking at me with blank stares. How many do you have on your piece of paper in front of you? Have you guessed any of these? I got nothing. Like, I ain't got nothing. Intern Aaron. I got eight. I almost got a whole top 10 myself. Wait, what? How? You have eight of these. (laughs) I got eight. Wow. All together in just names that I brainstormed, again, an inordinate amount of time today. I I had about 15. 15 or 16 I came up with, and I narrowed it down to the best 10. So here are my top 10 reptiles. Enjoy it while you can, Raptor Nation. Baby! 
It's time for the top ten list. The NBA Finals start tomorrow. Just uh, lean on back and let it soak on in. Let it wash over you. (laughs) Top ten reptiles. Number ten, the Black Mamba. I mean, that's an obvious one. Yeah, I don't even know why I didn't, that didn't cross my mind. I mean, the Black Mamba is definitely among the top ten reptiles, right? Yes, absolutely. You're a Laker fan. Where does Kobe rank in terms of your favorite Lakers? Uh, number two. Behind Magic? Yep. Number nine. My number nine reptile. Old Town Toad. This is something I want to discuss. Top 10. Top 10 reptiles. Old Town Toad. Is that the number one song of the summer? Is that going to be this? Maybe we need more time to a lot, but you are a music expert in turn, Aaron. Old Town Toad. Definitely popular, but isn't a toad an amphibian? Ooh. Wow. Wow. That, uh... Number eight! (laughs) (laughs) My number eight reptile! T-Rex Specs! I gave out my list. My five best basketball accessories since the headband's making a comeback. Rex Specs, or T-Rex Specs, number five. The, uh, uh, compression leggings four, knee-high socks three, headband two, shooting sleeve one. Any objections to that list? Eh, that's about accurate. And all that stuff's worn by people that don't need to wear it. <laughs> no. I don't even think AI needed to wear the shooting sleeve. No, he never did anything to his elbow. I thought they made him cover his tattoos up. That's what that thing Oh, you know what? I think he's right. I think that is why he had to wear it. Interesting. Yeah. Number seven. My number seven reptile. Andre Iguanadala. That was well played. Wait! Intern Aaron had that on his paper? Did you? You had Andre Iguanadala? Just Andre Iguana. Okay. He did. He actually does have Andre Iguana written on his pad here. Wow. He has figured out this game. You have worked on the drive too long, my Intern friend. Intern Aaron has figured out the game. He was thinking about that driving in. I'm going to hit him with that Andre Iguana. It'll be hot when I hit him with that Andre Iguana. Number six. That's incredible, Intern Aaron. Well done. My number six reptile, the Washington Lizards. Not into it? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a little lazy there, isn't it? Just the Washington Lizards? Change the letter around. That's. Nah. I mean, it's better than <laughs> the Wizards. You had to move away from the Bullets say, because the bullets. PC culture, but yeah. would it have been worse than the Wizards they just if they were the with... Washington Lizards? They should have just stuck with Bullets. Everything comes around in cycles. Now nah, it'd be cool. I don't know. In that town, D.C., it if, makes it even more. <laughs> That's what they're known for. They can be Second Amendment champions. Number five. <laughs> Let's move away from that. <laughs> My number five reptile, Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh. In turn, Aaron's got another one on his oh, paper. Too? How many do you have written down? Wow. Eight? Yeah, he does. So right now, I mean, you're batting a good percentage. I've read all five of them or six of them, and you've gotten two. That's amazing. 
You're batting 33% right now. Three, 330. That'll get you a $240 million contract in Major League Baseball. Rightfully so. You need a raise. <laughs> number four. My number four reptile. Chris Bearded Dragon. All right. I was running this by some people in the office today, and some didn't know who Chris Beard was. That doesn't surprise me. He's not a household name yet? Nah. Chris Bearded Dragon? There's some people right now like, who is Chris Beard? Number three! My number three reptile. Chameleonaire. Wow. Why did I not think of any of these? Like, Wow. You don't have that one, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, you don't have Chameleonaire? No. Pretty good. <laughs> it's just because you don't have to do anything with that. Yeah, it's, just, it's right there. Yeah. I mean, how has some reality TV show, BET or MTV or VH1, not done like a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show that's instead called Who Wants to Be Chameleonaire? You know what he's doing right now, right? Like, you've watched that show, Who Wants to Be Chameleonaire, right? Y'all, I mean, y'all know what happened to him, right? No, what happened? He left the rap game and like went to Silicon Valley and like made millions of dollars on some kind of I forgot what it was. Is it Soldier Boy trying to do the same thing? Soldier Boy jacked like a, a gaming system or something. We th- we talked about yeah, it here he on the had, show. He yeah. had the watch. He I think he had to put that down. He had to stop that. That's quite a one eighty for Chameleonaire. The same way Coolio turned himself into a chef, like he's. Big in the culinary arts scene now. He lost that hair, but he's holding on to them braids. God, he might be my favorite 90s MC. Coolio? I love Coolio. Man, we got to sit down and Fantastic talk. Fantastic voyage. We got to talk, talk, man. Then, <laughs> that can't be. Gangsta's Paradise. My goodness. I, I, can't, no. I love Coolio. You can't check from Sonic the Hedgehog for uh, Gangsta's Paradise. As he should. <sighs> number two. <laughs> what in the world? My number two reptile, TJ Yoshi. American hero TJ Yoshi. I, is Yoshi a. Uh, I just had Yoshi. <laughs> is that even a reptile? Yoshi was a dinosaur. Well, yeah, that's right. a reptile. Yeah. That's the point of the oh, list. It's a video game character. Nobody knows exactly what. No, Yoshi is. TJ Yoshi's a hockey player and an American hero. TJ Yoshi. National treasure. He is. They sent him out for penalty shots five straight times. Until the Americans won, was that 14 or 18 in the Olympic Games? Probably 2014. Five years have passed. Wow. Wow. Number one. My number one reptile. Cam Newton. Definitely qualifies. Yeah, it qualifies. I don't know if it should be number one, but. Cam Newton is not number one. He is number one. Well, I guess you made that argument. That's that's uh, that's true. That's, that's true. I can't argue that. He is number one. Do I do I really need to justify anything else? You didn't get any of the last four right, intern Aaron, but you got off to such a hot start. What what else did you have written down? Written down, I had a turtleneck. Turtleneck. I also had a thesaurus. <laughs> a thesaurus is wonderful. Uh, had. <laughs> I had reptile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Your list is better than my list. What is happening? uh, Reptile dysfunction and thesaurus. What is happening here? On uh, the top ten reptiles, intern Aaron's on fire, (laughs) and he's snickering at what he's reading right now. It's a high buildup, but what do you got left? T. 
T-Rex Ryan. <laughs> what? That was actually something that was on the cutting edge floor. Oh, my God. I had T-Rex Ryan. I had T-Rex Grossman. John Tortorella. The Geico Gecko. Spyro. Barney. Godzilla. <laughs> Charizard. I spent a lot of time on this. Justin Timbersnake. <laughs> I had Reptar from the Regrets. Reptar? Yeah. John Crocodile. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like I've exposed Aaron to this like longer than he should have been exposed. And now he's like absorbed like how like your mind works when you do a top 10 list. Because even I haven't done that. I've been here from the start. Aaron seems to have understood the logic of what you're doing with these lists. And he comes in hard. Like every week, it's like he's got more than he did the week before. I think next week, I think next week, I need to come up with a top 10 list for a topic. And Aaron needs to come up with one and we'll see whose list is better. I'm gay. Yeah, I'm down for that. We might have to do that for next Wednesday. Sounds like a bowl game. Is now a good time to let you know that a newt is also an amphibian? <laughs> no, nah, this isn't a good time. Okay. <laughs> Just like... I'm I'm just now learning that this baseball game we were talking about was in fact four years ago, but it's all trending right now for some reason. Why is it trending? Like, Still, did we find it out? I'm not gonna let Bo slip for this. In 2015, it wasn't acceptable to wear the backwards camo hat. Still not. Never came back and stopped. Just never. Never yeah. came back. We should, we should find out how they're doing. Also, I mean, it exposes me as a fraud as well, saying that I was watching it on TV. I, I mean, <laughs> Is that what you said? No, no, no. No, I didn't see it as it happened. I said I was just flipping through. And the, I'm not going to lie. The, the Braves the Braves were playing baseball. <laughs> wow. The Bra- And that is how a show goes off the rails with about no. 12 minutes to go. The Braves were playing baseball. It just wasn't against the Astros. I didn't see that particular thing happen. I should have probably caught since they were they were playing what the Nats. Yeah, normally, how long did it take our audience to realize that? Because normally they are on. Oh you. yeah, <laughs> like, every time I say something that is just that's a the correct. slightest bit off. That's a correct, Josh. You were at my throat, but there's just this one guy who could disarm the com- entire radio show. Just one tweet from Daniel saying, "Yeah, that game happened four years ago, not yesterday." <laughs> It's real like, matter of like, fact. My, my, my mentions are a funny place right now where I have that one tweet that is just sandwiched between dozens upon dozens of roads. People just sending me roads in the state of North Carolina they enjoy driving on because we were talking about the best highways in the state of North Carolina, the best highway drive. And... Right now, we have a poll that has, you're only allowed to have four options on Twitter. So, we were talking about US 64, 264, excuse me, Eastern North Carolina. That was my favorite. Highway 17 in Wilmington is a very good highway to drive on right next to the beach. Highway 15501 is a long one that you could take from Chapel Hill if you're going to the Smith Center or Cameron Indoor in Durham, or if you want to go all the way down to the beach at Myrtle Beach, a good one. Uh, if you're going towards South Carolina. So those are the three options we included. And then we had other boon people mad. People who live on the western part of the state with the Blue Ridge Parkway. Suggesting that that should have been among the four. And that's the best one. The poll sits at 35% of the people saying US 264. 17% Highway 17, fittingly. 18% Highway 15501. And then 30% in the other. 
which is all the other ones together, which leads me to believe that the first road I came up with, the first highway, US-264, is the best drive in the state of North Carolina. And right now, we're over 200 votes on this. You can continue to vote on it at Sports Hub Triad on Twitter and at Josh Graham Radio. How funny is it that we were talking about a game that happened four years ago? It's hilarious. I mean, it is. It is. It <laughs> it's is like, a, I mean, <laughs> it's. I would like to do this regularly. I'd like to go. Like, what's today? Today's the 20, 29th. Yeah. Let's figure out what was happening May the 30th. Do, do a quick check for me. May the 29th of 2015. Just search that in in sports news. What happened on this sports day in 2015? And we're going to do hot takes like we were on the radio for this show in 2015. Since we already went down the path of homegirl getting drilled with the baseball <laughs> four years ago. Now, it would have been cool if we could figure out how to get in touch with those two and see if they're still together today. Not a chance. Well, actually, <laughs> do they have? Oh, we don't know last names. Ah. That would be great. Say there's got. I'm sure one of them's been tagged in that tweet by now or something. Man, that would have been that would have been good. What happened on May the 29th of 2015 that we could talk about in the next minute or two? Intern Aaron. Um, I think Great Britain won the rowing championship. What? <laughs> oh my goodness! Great Britain. How did they do that? Remarkable. Great Britain. <laughs> Coming out in the rowing championships? Did not see that coming. I <laughs> did not either. That's that's coconuts. That's crazy. What you're talking about there? Wow. Just <laughs> underdogs, you know. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, this is not a drill. This might require hip hop air horn or something. I don't know what this is going to require. Joe Person just reported from the uh, Panthers beat that Gerald McCoy is visiting the Panthers. What? Sound the alarm! What? Gerald McCoy is visiting the Panthers this week, Persors! Oh! Oh, yeah! Get it together! Come, come on! Gerald McCoy! Oh. He's going to be a Panther! Oh, my God! It's going to be great! Oh, man! Just sign you got him. McCoy and Luke Keekley, and he's going to be there with K.K. Short, yeah. and then you're drafted! Oh, my gosh, Brian Burns! Wait, wait. They're going to be loaded! That D-line! Oh! Wait a minute. We're broke. We don't have any money. He's visiting the team, though, so clearly he wants to be a part. Yeah. He's coming What else happened on <laughs> Why? Why why that's uh yes, intern Aaron. I got nothing for Any, that. Anything anything else happened on May 29th of 2015? Oddly enough, that was it. <laughs> Just the growing championship. Just the rowing championship. <laughs> Woo! Now granted, this is a rough period in sports for people that don't. Well, I mean, like... there's probably the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup. Find out what else happened on May 29th of 2015. As we take it to the house next. <laughs> we need to talk. 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 This is The Sports Hub at AM 600, AM 920. The lowest form of communication. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham. Before we take it to the house, let's talk about this hockey game that happened last night. The Tampa Bay Lightning... <laughs> Beating the New York Rangers. It's going to be a good Stanley Cup where the Rangers are facing the Chicago Blackhawks, I think. And uh, Seth Blatter, 
You see this? He just got elected for his fifth term as president of FIFA. It's crazy. <laughs> Is Seth Blatter still the president of FIFA? No, he, no, he flamed out. Yeah, he was literally uh, forcibly removed. <laughs> as he was forcibly removed, I think there was somebody who ran onto stage and threw cash at his face <laughs> for us right, to yeah. have the image of Seth Blatter, who was just embroiled in controversy and conspiracy his entire tenure, just as corrupt as you can get. Seth Blatter with that image of money <laughs> raining on him. Perfect. No, the Lightning are not facing anybody in the finals right now. I'm going to watch hockey tonight. Uh, Bruins, game two. Trying to go up two games to nothing on the St. Louis Blues. Let's take it to the house, though. Past the 15, past the 10, past the 5 for the drive. We'll take it to the house. One, two, three. So I came across this list on BuzzFeed. Things everyone over the age of 40 does for absolutely no reason at all. And I'm 41. Um, I'm a man. I'm 40. So I wanted to go through and see if any of these things are things that I do. So why why do all people over the age of 40 have that phone case that opens like a book? I don't get it either. Why does everyone over the age of 45 have their phone ringtones on the loudest volume or on it all? My phone has been on vibrate since 2010. My vo- my phone's not even on vibrate. Like you have like on silent? Yeah. My my phone's been on silent the last few years. Turns I'm a out- man. I'm 40. Yeah, but I'm not 40. So I, I'm 41. Why why does everyone over the age of 40 think they need to yell into the phone in order for me to be able to hear them? Uh I, I think that's kind of a overreaction. I don't think most <laughs> you don't do that when I talk to you. No. Why does everyone over the age of 50 insist on using voice to text for every single thing? That is that is actually true. I think every single person on the planet over 50 years old does that, and it bothers me. My, my wife does My that. dad does that. She's not. Talking into the <laughs> phone. I, I hate it. Like, I should have never taught them what Siri was. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. Why does everyone over the age of 40 refer to turning on a laptop as booting up? Wow. <laughs> that is, again, completely accurate. Uh, let's see if we get two more in here. Why does everyone over the age of 40 call every picture a screenshot? I, I do that. <laughs> I, I say it's a screenshot. I don't know why. I've just been doing it, and I haven't changed. And I know it. the owner, the guy who created a GIF calls it a GIF, but I call it a GIF. I'm sorry. And then uh, finally. I'm a man. I'm 40. Why does everyone over the age of 50 double-click on links online? Wait, what do you mean? They double-click on the link. You just click you it don't? once. No, you just click it once. It'll take you wherever you need to go. They like double click. That used to be a thing. I think it used to be a thing. You used to have to double click everything for it to go. So I, I kind of understand that one a little bit. If you missed the voice of the Hornets, John Fokey, find that on the Best of Podcast. Tomorrow we're going to be sharing with Darren Vaught from the David Glenn Show. Joe Weil will stop by. And we'll have some combination of basketball and football. Who knows? Maybe Gerald McCoy will be a Panther. We hope you'll be with us for a Thursday drive. Winston Salem Dash, your